you've got a home loan, thinking of getting a home loan, investment property loans, today's show is the one for you. So we're joined by Kate Allison from the Australian Lending and Investment Centre, here to tell you how to work with a broker, all the things you should know before actually sort of engaging a bank. So tune in. I hope you enjoy the show. Everything we talk about on today's podcast is general advice only because we don't know your individual personal situation. Before you act on anything we've spoken about, you should chat to your financial advisor. And if you don't have one, feel free to reach out to us. Now, on to today's show. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Wealth Collective Podcast. As always, I'm joined by Zach Masters. Hey Pete, how are you going? Very good. Um, And very excitingly, we are joined by Kate Allison today from the Australian Lending and Investment Centre. So I know I'm excited that Zach's here as usual, but Kate, great to have you here. Thank you. Great to be here. Now you're sort of a regular on the podcast circuit, I hear, and um, yeah, this is just sort of not something nice and easy for you. Is it? Fantastic. So the beads of sweat I see, they're mine, aren't they? So that's how you... For the listeners out there, Pete's just ran all the way from where where were we? Um, so the top end of Collins Street, there was no tram. So a shout out to our Lord Mayor, Sally Cap for maybe get some more public transport happening. <laughs> we need infrastructure to serve our workers in the city. So please. I had no problem with the tram, just quietly. But well, so I, I must have just missed yours. So I'm, I'm going to be, if you had a video in here, you'd see sort of me sweating profusely. <laughs> I think they, not, they might be able to hear the heavy breathing. It's <laughs> very seductive. Um, but it's not because I'm nervous that Kate's here. So I have known Kate for some time. So we work together at ANZ. Mm-hmm, we see. Um, did. You've got over 20 years experience, both across commercial lending and residential sort yes. of retail lending. That's pretty unique. So a lot of people sort of, you know, work in one or the other. Um, so it's pretty exciting. You've been with the team at um, Australian Lending and Investment Centre for five years. Great. So you're enjoying that? Yeah, I love it. It's the best thing I ever did, actually. Yeah. But you're happy you've cut your teeth at the bank at the end. So you're um, thankful for your time absolutely. there? Absolutely. You met some really, really high caliber people. But I also think banking's changed in, in a sense from, you know, when I first joined the bank to what it is today. So I think um, being in the bank 20-odd years ago was much more of a f- educational, fundamental understanding of banking than yep. it is today. So having that experience has definitely helped. Well, you know, sort of when you're submitting a case, you sort of know what all the back office... Absolutely. ...mess That's and syst- oh, the systems, the <laughs> no, great... They can be a mess. <laughs> we know that. Um, what that all looks like behind the scenes. So... Um, it's much easier and that's sort of what I found um, and I might be speaking out of school here but with our clients that sort of work mutually with you you know the system you know what needs to go and you know how a relationship manager a banker an assessor is going to look at a case from a credit perspective correct so you you know quarantine those problems before it gets there so you do all the underwriting beforehand so that's part of it hopefully what we'll speak about the value of actually getting advice when mm-hmm. you get a loan because I still I don't know, it ag- aggravates me, but some people still just want to go direct to their main bank and get the crappest rate and trust that that person's going to look after them. And it's, yeah, I don't know why. I, do, I think you're crazy not to go with a broker, but um, yeah, that's my two cents worth. <laughs> so what are we actually talking about today, Zach? Well, I, let me just catch my breath again. So. <laughs> so on today's episode, we're going to be talking about the benefits of going to see a mortgage broker. Um, so this is something that Pete and I are both very strong on. And- I didn't. I didn't even read that bit. So good that my little. What a segue! This is fantastic. I'm coming very underprepared for this episode. Oh, I could not read while I was running. Thank you. Very this will much. be my first and last. <laughs> uh, so we're going to be talking about uh, the benefits of going to see a mortgage broker and having a relationship with a good mortgage broker. And um, uh, so first off, Kate, why should someone go and see a mortgage broker instead of just going to their bank? I think now more than ever is. It's more important to go to a broker than ever before. Essentially, 
um, over the last two years. There's been a lot of changes within the banks um, driven by the regulators, APRA. There's been a Royal Commission. Policies are different everywhere and um, the scrutiny that people are going under. So to approach a bank directly now, not understanding what they're going to look for, you could potentially be getting knocked back um, and then, you know, going to another lender and potentially getting knocked back and no, all no, of a sudden looking you see, at those sort of yeah, inquiries and, and going, credit, hey, credit reporting's on. changed What's now wrong? as well. So yeah. we've got positive credit um, scoring. So banks can see everything. So you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot. Hang on, you you've don't. scared a lot of people out there. <laughs> Hang on. It's banks true, can see everything, they even see even the repayments. credit cards you don't tell them about. Correct. Oh well, no. yeah. On. So <laughs> you know the, the benefits is we talk about all these things up yeah. front, and we we know what we're going in with, and then we can select the lender based on that particular client because yeah. not everyone fits the square. Well, that's really hard to think because a lot of people just go immediately back to their main bank that Absolutely. they've had since a kid. And that used to work. Yeah, and Dolomites, obviously that... I had a Dolomite account. Fantastic. Rubbish, um, rubbish. Product. System. That's because you're like 10 years old, <laughs> Just corralling people into CBA so they never leave. Exactly. Um, yeah, that's dangerous because how do you know if you if CBA has the right product for you? Exactly. Um, or the appetite. Yeah, and also rate and... you. Yeah, are they going to give you the structure you need? You know, because I think it's different if you're just looking for your main residence. I imagine compared mm-hmm. to if you're building an investment property portfolio, you're going to have different needs. Um, so yeah, I think like fundamentally, just putting the blinkers on, it's hard to do the analysis. So, um, do you have sort of tools at your disposal that you can sort of quickly scan through and see what the best lenders are? Is it done on anecdotal sort of you know case by case? You've got a, experience good, in doing that's it. That's a good question, and I think um, working in a company where I'm not the only broker so there's nine of us we all right we're you know doing a lot of high volume so we we are seeing lots of different lenders all the time yeah and to be honest uh i'd be lying if i said i know off the top of my head every single policy for each bank because they are you so can embellish here slightly so. <laughs> <laughs> no well you know fundamentally where where yeah. things go um you know think topic things that come up retirement age you know people trying to get loans when they're over 40 yeah um, banks have different policies around that, you know. Um, maternity leave, but banks have different policies around that one. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah. Income, whether you're contracting, self-employed, different policies again. So, when I sit down with a client, obviously we talk about a holistic view and you know what their plans are and and so forth. But it's also understanding all those things and before you even go to a bank. So it's all well and good to say, I'm on the best rate. I want the best rate. I've seen this on TV. The best rate's not always the the best Exactly. And you can't necessarily get that loan with that bank because you don't fit. So I'm all about strategy, working out the loan structure. The bank comes next if it fits and then the rate. The rate is the last piece, right? That's the way I approach it. Because the rate can change quickly. You might go, oh, how how great is this honeymoon rate that they've given me? And then all of a sudden, oh no, they've changed it, and you've got to because most people aren't given a f- like a fixed rate, and we'll get on to fixed versus I know, variable. I know you don't like fixed rates. I'm hoping Zach's put that on the agenda here today because <laughs> I've, oh, yeah. I've got some very strong <laughs> views on that. And I, <laughs> um, but you might you, people are getting on a, a rate a discount to the standard variable rate. Correct. Standard variable rate can change at any point, can't it? Mm-hmm. Um, so, are there is there a benchmark that people? should know that they should be shopping around or should everyone sort of be reviewing their loan annually or is there a trigger? Like if you've got a five in front of your home loan, well, obviously. You should be worried. You, probably, you could save them like tens five. of thousands of dollars. Yeah, I mean, there are clients and I say that I don't talk about rate all the time, but we're in an environment where we are just talking about rate a lot of the time. Yeah. But there's also a lot of money to be saved as well. Um, particularly, the banks are trying to buy business from each other. They're all offering rebates. 
Um, you've got some lenders that are paying two grand per property to refinance to them. Um, so, you, you know, there is money to be saved. Yep. But most people don't even know what rate they're on. Yeah. and that, Oh, wow. That's that's shocking. <laughs> it's true, though. But whenever I have a meeting with a client, I'll be like, what's your interest what's rate? What's your I'm home not sure. loaner? I don't have a home loan. Oh, no. He's <laughs> too wealthy. <laughs> Just paid it, paid it in cash. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Invest wisely. That's it. Your Beyond Meat share purchase. Well That's done. That's it. Uh, so, um, in terms of, I guess, moving on from here, like the right loan, mm-hmm. I think that's just a bit of a segue from what we are talking about before, is not just about rate. Are there, what are the features that people should be thinking about or is there almost a checklist that people can take away in their mind? And you might actually have one, a document we can share with uh, the listeners out there, but are there certain things like access to an offset account or oh, I am types a of massive structure? believer in offset accounts. Free credit card. Like what are the what are the things yeah, that like so the non rate things that people should be thinking about? The non rate things. Well you could actually break this down into going to a bank or going to a non bank. Okay. Yeah. Um so people get a bit scared about non banks. Um I yeah, I, I would tread Sort of care, yeah, uh, yeah. carefully initially because so I think there's trust in oh, these big businesses that are mm. considered almost too big to fail. Um, yeah, they could fail though. Um, so people don't know the difference basically yeah, so what, a lot of the time. Give so us an example. Like what is a non-bank or who are some non-bank okay. lenders that well, people might have heard of? Well, uh, or have they never heard re- of? Them? No, well, maybe, but most people would have heard of like Rams. Okay, yeah, Rams. They've had a good, like that, good advertising had, um, campaigns. White, white label products are actually funded by Westpac. I think okay. it's Westpac. Yep. Um, Aussie Home Loans, I think, have their own products funded yep. by CBA. There's ResiMac, um, Pepper. Okay. So, so these are pretty well-known yeah, sort of they brands. Are. And I think prior to the GFC, there was a lot of non-banks in the market and a lot of them probably well, didn't survive those times and the ones that are around now have survived those those tough times and, and they basically just don't have a banking licence. Yep. Um, they source their funds sometimes from the banks and secure mortgage securitisation. It's not for everyone, but they yep. don't offer that what you're talking about in terms of um, credit cards and things like that. Yep. But they do offer an offset account. Okay, yeah, offset account. So we sort of nearly got down the offset yeah. account uh, rabbit warren Before. there. So. Um, talk to us about offset accounts. Are they important? Are they something oh. that you have as almost a non-negotiable when you set up clients? I think it's a non-negotiable. I I can't remember the last time I put a client on just a basic variable rate, yep. which is a no frills, no annual package fee, no fee. Sounds good, but Sounds essentially, horrible, well, to you and me, <laughs> and and but that's when people are just purely focusing on rate yep. and using redraw. So people often don't know the difference between redraw and an offset account. If you can clarify that, that would be great because then I'll have all of my clients <laughs> tune in and listen to your explanation because okay. I go blue in the face sometimes trying to explain <laughs> the difference. So redraw is essentially you're paying money, extra money into your loan account. So there's, there's just the one account, your loan. You're paying it into the loan and then you can take it back out. So yep. a little bit like if you think about a credit card where you pay money in and then you spend it again. Yep. It's a little bit like that. Whereas an offset account is a separate account to your loan. It's, it can be your everyday account yep. with debit card access and any money in there is, so say you've got a loan of 500000 and you've got 100000 in an offset account, yep. the bank is only going to calculate interest on 500 less 100, so on the 400 and interest yep. is calculated daily. So 
your money is always in there. So you, if you have a loan and not an offset, and you've got or, or you have an offset and you've got funds sitting yeah. in an ING savings account, mm. close it quickly and put it back into your offset account. Yeah. There's no other account you should be using. Take that barefoot investor. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Don't get started on the barefoot investor. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> He's a big listener of the podcast, yeah. isn't he? <laughs> oh, well. Um, um, yeah, so, and, non-negotiable and in my eyes. Worth are it, there worth restrictions on accessing redraw? Like, do some banks yeah, have definitely. conditions of going, hey, you can only have so many free redraws a, a month? Or And I'm going to be honest and say I can't tell you all of them because it's very rare that I discuss redraw accounts with clients. Yeah, Just but, uh, I'm not saying that you shouldn't use them. Um, but they are different. It's a bit... It's oh, the other point I'll make, actually, oh, this okay. is a good point. So if you've got money in a redraw account and the bank actually can control that at any point in time, they can wipe that away. So if you've got a hundred grand or you're closing to maybe wanting to retire and you've built all your funds in redraw, the bank now can just get rid of it because if you take it out, they're you could essentially only have a two-year term left. So it's risky. So if you want to protect your funds, yeah. it's definitely not. So an offset account is a is it's a, a separate bank account. Bank account. They bank can't account. touch it. It's generally fee free. It's out of their correct control. Um, because I guess banks at times would get frustrated with people having a lot of money in redraws and stuff because it's stopping them potentially lending money out to someone else. Yeah, exactly um, right. And that those sort of credit conditions that they're sort of facing. Yeah, it's impacting their profits. So, so ultimately, they're going to start to look at these ways to sort of squeeze and they every... Yeah, they've already changed policies around that for sure. And then offset accounts um, are also beneficial for when you've got an investment property as well and with okay. tax, That's interesting. tax yeah, reasons so and things like that, which I can't advise on. But they, yeah, there's tax reasons why you would, would not use redraw. Okay. Are there fees associated with offset accounts? So is it extra costs to have an offset account? Uh, not under a package. So most, well, I'd say all lenders that offer, except, yeah, most lenders, I'm not going to say definitely yeah. one way or the other, <laughs> usually have what's like a, a, a package. So uh, CBA, CBA has mortgage advantage package, ANZ, ANZ has break free, break free yeah. Bank of Melbourne has advantage package, but they're all around 395 per year. Yep. You don't pay an application fee on the loan. You don't pay fees. You can have... Offset accounts, and the other thing is, some lenders will give you more than one offset. That account is, a, yeah, that, that's line, really cool. I think is the old adage of um, envelopes or jars where you're putting your money in. So a lot of clients, I'll say, why don't you have one offset that's your discretionary spending, yeah. another one for savings, another one for you know, so all your money's kind of it just helps people manage their money more effectively. Yeah, and it quarantines it as well. So because that's part of the problem that if you're not good at budgeting, you're not good at managing cash flow. Sometimes seeing a big account balance in your yeah. offset account. And I'm sort of um, winding the clock back to probably those days at sort of A and Z where yeah. you go out on a Friday night, I'm feeling flush with cash because of the, an offset oh, that's account. That's why I went sitting, out with you. Yeah. <laughs> so trays of whatever. What was the drink of choice at the time? Sort of, I don't know. I what are those green, horrible things? Oh, 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 no. Chartreuse. Oh, God. Oh, yes. No, no. Oh, God. <laughs> I feel sick now again. I'm, the sweats are starting. too old for that. Um, but yeah, you do. It's that behavioural side of money as well. Of um, if you can quarantine and go, okay, pay goes in here, and I'm sort of I'm doing my hard savings in this offset account. Well, even if there's money sitting in the one that you're taking money out of all the time, 
it's calculating interest daily. Exactly. So you are benefiting from having that little bit extra in exactly. there and even drawing it down over the month. So um, I, I love the idea of multiple offsets and that hasn't been around forever either. No, so that's, um, no, it hasn't. The other thing is in the today's society how we don't actually really use cash and it's all tap, tap, tap. If you're only using your one account, it's very easy to lose track. So yeah, absolutely multiple offset accounts, not all lenders offer it though. I like it. I like it. Um, so... Just to make sure I could talk to you all day, Kate, so I better stick to the script here. So, uh, well, why don't we talk about fixed versus variable? Because I know oh, you're. Oh, let's hear Pete's view on yeah, this one. No, I'd love to Chomping hear your view. Bit. First and okay, I, I, <laughs> so, no, I, I, so I fixed do versus have a view. variable. Um, yeah, like, do you recommend this to people at all, even in spite of their financial advisor trying to? <laughs> Well, tell them something uh, well, different. Well, yes, you, you, I can't advise them on whether they should <laughs> fix or not. Yeah. However, when it's an investment property, and let's talk about now, buying an investment now. Yeah. The investment fixed interest only rates are quite a lot lower than the variable. Yeah. So if you've got, if you want to lock in your costs from a cash flow perspective for an investment property, yeah, then I don't think there's anything wrong with that. All and the margin between the variable and the fixed is. I think could be more than what the next cut could be potentially. Yeah, In and that's the that, trick, isn't it? If yeah. you can get that timing right, yeah, then that's great because fixed rate loans are actually lower at the moment than variable, aren't they? So yes, but and also Pete, like locking in the cost. You know, your rent coming in is this, your interest is this. Like it's very clear to budget that. Yeah, and so I think there's a place for that. And first home buyers, I think we're they're like things are tight. Cash flow. Yeah, if you go, hey, look. I literally couldn't ho- could not deal with another 10 a- an points increase, or, yeah. like even if it's you know, 15 basis points or 25 basis points. That could be the difference between them you know, being able to go out or Absolutely. do anything or even so, sort of meet So them. that's where fixed is, is good, yeah. where you lock in your costs for, for those two examples. Yeah. So the downside of fixed though. Um, well, so I've seen this a couple of times. What's that? <laughs> when someone's fixed in and the break costs are huge if they want to get out of it. So if you're planning on selling a property, you would never fix it. Yeah, and that's a yeah. So fixed costs. So if you want to get out of it in between the terms, so yep. if it is even well, if your main residence, how long are normally the terms for fixing the rate? Most well, the t- you can do up to seven years. Not that I would ever oh. think that would be worth Imagine it. Imagine knowing what you're going to be doing in seven years. You time. don't know. Well, I think two or three years at the most would be yeah. what I would suggest. Um, What's uh, what it is because you got to like plan out your life almost and do a bit of forecasting, and which we love doing. What's going to happen? Yeah, and then economies change like we're seeing it now. Like I don't think a lot of people predicted this level of Absolutely rate cuts. Not. If you'd have asked me twelve months ago, that's not. I mean, what we I had the predicting. election at the start of the year, and look, you know, it's a very different place. Yeah, absolutely. Now. So I think. That one, like, there are significant break costs because you've got to basically pay out the bank for. Well, the bank's been guaranteed a certain rate of return for themselves. So essentially, what happens is that if you've locked a rate at, say, four and a half percent for five years, and you want to break it and rates are three, for example, the bank's missing out on money. So you, no one can tell you how it's calculated. Yeah, no, yeah, you have to to request it. I don't think anyone. No, I've never been told in my whole career how they calculate the actual figure. Okay, but anyway. Well, I think they might just pluck and figure out. Who knows? <laughs> Sometimes I had one client that we looked at their break cost was thirty five grand. Yeah, that's not insignificant. You got to come up with that cash or get your exactly. new lender to refinance exactly. it. But really, you're you're committing. It's a commitment to the bank for that period of time. And regardless of if your life changes, like we've had horribly when a client's passed away. So completely unforeseen set of circumstances. Mm. But there's break costs involved because yep. they wanted the property to be um, sold and moved on. Um, 
but the more common one is rates just move in a way that you weren't predicting. Exactly. Um, and the you know, the banks have tried to forecast and predict which way it's going, and that's why rates are expected to drop. So mm-hmm. fixed rates are lower now. Exactly. Um, no offset account is that no, sort of exactly. correct? Yeah. So no offset accounts getting fixed. So a lot of people, I think, the trend and sort of seeing it even with sort of um, some of the the clients that we're sort of working with split lending as well as that so how does how can that work or how does just it work? had this conversation with the client this morning actually was just bought an investment property wants yep. to lock away the cost and obviously the the difference in the fixed rate for for this client was fixed three years interest only at 4.25 sorry 3.89 and the variable was 4.25 so a bit of a difference there but they're going to have cash available to put in an offset immediately. So we need to create a variable portion yep. to be able to offset it. So And it doesn't have to be 50-50. It could no, be 70-30. So they've decided to, you know, out of a loan of 440, they're going to fix 380 and have 60 variables. So immediately they'll offset 20. Gives them the flexibility over three years to build that buffer. Awesome. If they can. Um, but, it, you know, you wouldn't fix the whole lot. Because it is, it is risky, isn't it? Because you go, what if I come into money? Like, look at the upside side of yeah, it. What if I come into money? Wouldn't really I love happy. to offset this loan? <laughs> well, yeah, I would. Well, but that's then you the can't. thing. I mean, the people often say, well, how much do I split? What do I do fixed variable, right? That's yeah. the question. Is it 50-50? Yeah. Um, there's no right way. What I say is, how much money do you think you'll have in your account at any one point in time over that fixed rate term? Yeah. Then we need to set that and maybe a little bit more, more than Give that. a bit of a buffer for up, some upside, some positivity. Yeah. Um, oh, I like it. That's, a, that's really good. Um, so in terms of beyond what, like, are there sort of risk factors? So don't go too far with fixed. Yeah. Don't sort of, don't stretch out beyond too many years because it's hard to sort of predict. I don't think anyone could advise you on that though. Are there any other red flags you'd say on the the fixing versus variable things not to do? Mm, No, not really. I, just Look, don't my, do the, just don't do the whole thing. Like give yourself just, some. You have room to have least. yeah, absolutely. And also, then that way you can also take the benefit if there is a rate fall on that portion too. Yeah. Um, but look, as you've said, rates are looking downward. Yeah. Um, so at the moment, not that I can advise, but clients are more leaning towards when it's a home loan is doing a variable rate just to okay. take that benefit of any yep. cuts there. So haven't been fixing many home loans at yeah, the moment. Okay. Um, but like I said, Probably investment. Probably because they're more thinking, yeah, investment. Traditionally, people are thinking, I'll oh, get as much tax deduction as possible. Yeah, they don't care as much. Yeah. Bit. Um, it's just that locking in the costs. Okay. Um, now, the mechanics. So if someone's like wants to work with someone like yourself, mm-hmm. like, obviously there's a lot of great brokers out there, none as good as you, um, <laughs> but... What is, how does someone engage someone like yourself? Like, how do they find a broker? Sure. Um, like, are there telltale, like, there's almost like a checklist that we give clients about questions you should ask a financial advisor in the first meeting so you know they're not going to rip you off and they're not a jerk. Yeah, it's one of um, those, um, like, at the moment, I, th- I don't know if it's changed, I might be speaking out of turn here, but it's a, a diploma that you need to do to okay. be a broker. Yep. So, so the qualifications, um, obviously. Important. Well, yeah. Well, when I did my my diploma, which was five years ago, no word of no for broking, no word of a lie. There was a teacher on there. There was a, a builder. There was a ho- girl from hospitality, and they were all going to be brokers in six weeks, and had no clue at the start. And so, they're all part of the um, Australian Lending Investment Centre now. Absolutely oh, not. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, I think it's worth when you're seeing someone is to understand their background. Firstly, yep. I mean, if they've been a broker for 10, 15 years, I'm sure they know what they're doing. Yep. Um, but it's worth knowing, do they know what they're talking about or are they just trying to sell you 
alone. Yeah. Because that happens. And there's, I think, 12,000 brokers out there. Wow. Uh, and okay. some might only write one or two loans a year. So, are they really across everything? That's it's how quite, busy are they? quite hard. Yeah. You'd want someone that's yep. got a, a decent amount of volume because then you're seeing the... You're seeing what the banks are doing because there's no way of learning that yeah. like, unless and, you're doing it. And you're almost, you'd be learning amongst your peer group as well. Absolutely. That sort we discuss, of, we have meetings talking. where we discuss scenarios and what we've come across. So, we were always aware of everything. So, okay. that's the thing. Background... How busy are they? Do they really understand the environment and yeah. what's going on? There's a good question you could use to stump a not great broker in the first meeting or Oh gosh, I'd have to come back to you on that one. Alright, I'll let you think over <laughs> So this is there's no script in front of us. I'm just throwing it <laughs> He's throwing it at me. So I've got a real doozy question for you next as well. Oh, look, I've found that cl- some clients that have come to me, they've been to another broker and yeah. we've done, and I've looked at what they've had done and I, you know, get disappointed or whatever. But not saying there's not good ones out there. There totally is, but you just need to, there's nothing wrong with asking a friend or yeah. a colleague who's had a good experience. I think yeah, that'd be good. Google's a bit dangerous, I think. Um, yeah. I don't get any clients from mine or like from yourself and yeah. word of mouth. Um, yeah, and that's so traditionally, ask, ask there's around. a bit of safety in that because you go, well, okay, they've helped someone that I know yeah. who might be similar to me and yeah, Absolutely. they're a good human and that's they what you're looking for. I would I would be a bit worried if they want to charge you okay, because we that's get interesting. remunerated by the bank. Well, let's, so, let's maybe go into that. Is the how do so you, you don't So brokers don't charge. Yeah. So you just do it out of the goodness of your heart. Absolutely. And, then, you know, there's a lot of times where we aren't paid. Oh, wow. And there's also times when I'll tell a client you shouldn't be doing this right now because yeah. it's not the you right give, thing to do. You give good advice, not it's just a, trying to like... It's the, you do the right thing each and every time and I think I live by that. Yeah. Because the relationship. Absolutely. Yeah. You I got might a client not help for you, life but you might send me a client next Absolutely. week or whatever. So always doing the right so thing. So how do brokers um, charge or how do they get paid? They get paid when a loan settles. Yep. With the bank. And, um, and just the term settles, just for So loan some drawn people. down, loan funded, yep. um, your house settles. We get paid a percentage of the loan amount as an upfront. And yep. then we get paid an ongoing commission for the life of the loan. Yeah. So um, that, that trail, that commission that you get paid mm-hmm. each year. So that's where you should be sort of touching base with your broker. And if your broker regularly. hasn't contacted you yeah. in two, because I had one today actually. Broke didn't care about coming to me because his broker hadn't touched base with him in two years. Now, if you lose a client because they ha- your broker hasn't been in touch with you, then that's their fault. Yeah. It's simple as that. <clears throat> and you shouldn't feel bad to contact your broker with questions because they are getting... Like, Paid. Th- there's a relationship Absolutely. there. So, and that's where people might be a little bit nervous to go, hey, I, I don't know. Like, you didn't... I didn't pay anything up front. Yeah. Like, I, I don't want to be a pain in your butt. So, people shouldn't be shy about giving their broker a call and going, hey, I haven't heard from you or I saw these things in the market. Is it worth me reviewing my loan? That's not a, yeah, not a rude thing for not, a client to call you. It's not, they should be doing on. it for you. Oh, okay. So, they should be ringing you. Wow. Whereas your, bank, gonna, your bank's not going to ring you. Your go, phone hey, might be ringing hot after this, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing is worth mentioning that um, from a broker's point of view is, yes, we get paid by the banks and, yes, we get trail, but if you refinance your loan using someone else or yep. you pay off your loan within 18 months, we get all our commission clawed back from us. So we yep. get actually essentially get nothing, um, which... You know, has happened. It's happened a couple of times oh. because we're not clear about that. But I think that isn't out there in the market that people just think that, you know, we get paid by the bank and that's fine. But um, yeah, there and that's also a bit of a bit of um, yeah, yeah, mutual respect would be great. So just know that, or well, it's good to know that there are clawbacks and you are impacting. So if you're just constantly revolving your loan and moving from broker call. to broker, yeah, that's right. Um, just be aware of that. Yeah, that it's would be important. Uh, following on from that, uh, you mentioned that you know the brokers should be getting in touch with clients. How often should people be reviewing their loans? I would say at least once a year, minimum. 
So when you got because when you're going for your health check, just <laughs> get on the phone to your broker at the same time as a reminder. <laughs> uh, people do that. <laughs> health check, yeah. How do you think I ran so fast <laughs> oh, yeah. all the way down Collins Street? I was not even don't sweating. Look good, <laughs> Please, I need a beer at lunch. <laughs> oh, it is Friday, Pete. Yeah. Um, so that's. So is there things that change dramatically in the twelve months? So is it different banks are looking? You know, their lending appetite's bigger. Um, is there new products out? Is there what's the reason for reviewing every twelve months? Yeah. Okay. Well, not just from that point of view, but from your own personal point of view, things can often change within the year. You might get a new job. You might have a child. <sighs> you might need to upgrade your home, and all these things you might not be thinking about. But let's face it, life changes. All those quickly. things have nearly happened to me in the last year, <laughs> exactly. except for the new jobs. So. so you know, um, you might be thinking about doing those things and have no idea how to how to broach it. Um, but yes, of course, there's the, also the bank point of view. So just checking in and making sure that, you know, your offset accounts are still linked properly. There's that, that's another point. You know, making sure your accounts are linked properly. Oh, they are what they you thought they were. <laughs> yeah, like check because you can lose. I'll tell you a story about this client that came in. This is this. Um, she had a loan of 200000 and she had 250000 in a say. A, Net bank saver, okay? Yeah. She was coming in to refinance to get a better rate. Okay, yeah. Okay, so I'll explain that. She went into the Commonwealth Bank and they suggested she opened this net bank saver, didn't even tell her about an offset account. So, Well, the reason for that is that net bank saver will help them fund someone else's mortgage and they're paying bugger all interest So I said, you don't need to refinance your loan. All you have to do is link that account and you're paying nothing. Yeah. And you should scoop up that fifty thousand dollars that's and additional say, yeah. and put that in a, is, in an high and, interest. And that's not her account. fault, right? That's the bank not doing the right thing. Well, the bank would probably argue they're looking after shareholders with massive profits <laughs> and not actually the customer. But you know, yeah, I don't know. So there's all those things, Zach. Just a review. So CBA was it? Okay, <laughs> I shouldn't have said that, should I? <laughs> Sorry, CBA. Sorry, CBA. I actually <laughs> do like CBA. I shouldn't say that. Great institution. Employ a lot of people. I worked yeah. there for a, oh, you did. a long time. Hey, seven check years. in history. Have you worked at all the banks? Or? Nah, just two. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I all didn't right. say that about CBA, did I? No. No, <laughs> no you loved your time. All I was trying was to say in? is yeah. check your check your accounts are linked. Make sure your money's working for you properly. That's yeah, all. absolutely. Because it might have just been an error on behalf of the sort of the person who person might have just started there and not understood. Yep. That's fine. People make mistakes, but that's a costly one. Absolutely. So, uh, was there any other questions on lending? Uh, so, just more so, well, you mentioned at the start um, around kind of the banks now can see everything and oh, know everything. Yep. Um, what this, are the big this scares things that, a lot of people, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. Well, what are the big things that people should be aware of when they're going to apply for a loan? Sure. Especially around, I know living expenses is a big one at the moment. Mm-hmm. That's a really good question. There's two parts to that. Um, credit reporting. Um, so everything you've applied for comes up on the report. So if you've got lots of inquiries, that goes against you. So if you've applied for personal loan here and didn't get it, go to the next one, didn't get it, like it's detrimental. But they also now can see um, repayment history okay. on, on all your facilities. So it'll say if you've missed a payment, but essentially. And by facilities, are you meaning credit cards? Credit cards, loans, anything. What Zach's angling at is, is his, all his afterpay <laughs> purchases. Afterpay. Yeah, afterpay, that's up? another one. Phone they- bills. <laughs> Do, do all of his afterpay purchases show up? So the iconic, uh, where else is your ASOS? ASOS. I, like, I don't know. There isn't a granular <laughs> level of purchases. But, no. but does afterpay come up or is yeah. that not a credit product? No, it is. It's okay. a limit. Yeah. Absolutely. It's a limit. People forget about that. They, 
They do. They we do need a when they do just when for Zach's deliveries. Yeah. And, and Marty's <laughs> oh, shoes. Marty well, must have a, a thousand pair of shoes. That one. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so it'll show you a payment history. So, like, if you've missed your last three credit cards or you've gone over the limit, those yeah. things show up now. So and even be really like careful. late on late utilities and phone bills and stuff yep. like that actually impacts it does. their credit sort of score. Okay, it does. wow, it's scary. Um, so living expenses. Yeah, let's get into living expenses. That is so. Two years ago, we would say to a client, "What, what do you spend on living?" Oh, I spend. Just, I spend the average. And the banks would have a default minimum yeah. that they would apply. And a to, lot of people, for some reason, all spent the same amount. Exactly. Which was fifteen hundred dollars for a single. Always less than what they earn. But it was, un, it was <laughs> uncanny. Like, it was so many people always on yeah. the on the statement of position. Exactly, hey, but, we, exactly but we weren't told to be any different as a banker or whatever. Yeah. You weren't – that was just well, a question. customers generally don't know and you go, hey, is, they still, like, does no, this no sound one knows. right? No yeah. one knows. Hey, no, sorry. Well, Picada clients do Picada know. clients know. Yeah. That's true. We do, we accounts, do, we do detailed cash flow monitoring. <laughs> um, <laughs> help you get that loan. No. You know, that's true though. It does like, help. It is true. So um, living expenses are – Look, all the banks have the technology to know what you're spending on your accounts. There are a f- couple that will actually check your statements and if you declare a certain... So, I give them a questionnaire of when we go through it, okay? Yeah. What you spend on childcare, what you spend on groceries. What That's the level of detail. There's about 13 categories of living costs that we have mm. to determine. So, a bank will then look at your statements and go through them and say, is that matching what you've declared? Yep. This is such a great one for me because if you're borrowing money, you might just pull back on the OBs, you know, or you might you might pull your head in a little bit. So it's, yeah. it's a tricky one. because well, People generally do because they hear, course. okay, yep. they look at the last six months. So then there's this, uh, it's almost like, you know, which I'm starting now because spring started like, yeah, I had a few shakes instead of my traditional pasta meals and mm. rice dishes because you go, you know, I'm getting ready for summer coming. People go, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to apply for a loan next year. So I'm just going to go on a really low spending diet for the Absolutely, next six but that's exactly what you and should be doing. Yeah, and it's, and then it's, or just use it cash. Especially that you're going to have a different lifestyle mortgage free. Exactly. Exactly. So that annoys me a little bit yeah. because your borrowing capacity is determined by what that living expense is. The banks still use a benchmark, but if as a broker, if I'm putting in a um an a living expense cost that's below their benchmark, then we get you get grilled for that. Um, if you write on the minimum, yeah. then you get grilled for that. So even so if you are frugal and you go, I actually don't spend a they'll lot. They'll bump it up they'll and then they'll up. come to me and question it. Right? And go, hey, this no way this person lives like exactly. that. Exactly. So uh-huh. it's, it's it's just a nightmare. Yeah. There are lenders though that don't want to see your statements. So we'll just go off what you declare. Okay. okay. So this is what I'm saying about going to a broker. You you can then go, well, you you know, let's work out where you're going to fit best or where you're going to get the approval. So yeah. Does it make sense? Yeah, and that's and and that's where that conversation, like having a conversation with a real person about your circumstances, what you need. Also, they should be able to speak freely with you and go, "Hey, here's some potential red flags that might come up." Yeah, then you can give them the. Oh, and we're doing know. that workshop in prior. This is the other reason why I don't think online lenders are very good yeah. for people because you might say something, you can't take it back. You know, I'm not saying you need to lie. I'm just saying there are ways to pos- well, the position internet, things. Once it's, once yeah. it's done, you've written it's done. it. It's out there. Because I know we've seen some embarrassing photos of Marty uh, <laughs> <laughs> that are from his old MySpace account. Oh, my uh, God, MySpace. Got a few, I've got a few I've gems. I've seen Yeah, so yeah, it is. But it is. It's out there. And it's, you, you can't, can't take, take it back. Your digital footprint. You've got to look. 
<laughs> got to think about this, people. So uh, conversation is, is always is easier. nicer to do in person via a workshop or, or even over the phone. Over yeah. the Just phone. before we leave the living expenses, are there any real red flags that people should be aware of? I know gambling. I was um, just going to say one. that one. That that has been an issue for one of my clients. Were they a winning gambler? Or? It wasn't. They weren't big amounts. They were just, you know, obviously enjoyed putting a, a bet on the horses or whatever oh. it was. But, yeah, they don't like that at all. Gambling. Yeah. Is there any other ones that people should be wary of? Do you want to tell them about your one? <laughs> I'm just well, kidding. Oh, no, please. What is it? Oh, <laughs> hang on. I'm joking. Um, Can we pull Zach's credit, credit report up live? It's not really. I guess. I did the credit report the other day. The, it was all clean. the discretionary expenses. If you are going to be going for a loan in six months' time, you're, you're right. You need to just pull, your, pull it in a bit okay. because that will be taken into account. But. Um, yeah, gambling or anything that looks like a, a habit. A vice. A uh, vice, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's interesting. So, just gambling. So, we're anti-gambling here. Um, what else have we got? Nothing. Mm, any I'm other just trying sins to think of anything you, else. Any mortgage sins that come up? <laughs> would be the, like, well, going out would be probably one, as you mentioned, Uber Eats, I think, is one. Yeah, yeah. I've heard they're starting. The afterpay ones are... Because yeah, I guess you're limits. demonstrating a habit of going, this happens all the time. and Yeah, you know. you're demonstrating that. And so it's hard to say that you're not going to do it anymore, if that mm. makes sense. Yeah. Um, you just make it easier for yourself. I like it. Yeah. All right. So we might wrap it up there. Um, one question that I wouldn't mind hitting you with, Kate. This is a by surprise again. Oh, God. <laughs> so, you know, wind back the clock. You know, a younger you coming fresh out of high school, uni. Mm-hmm. What financial advice would you give to your younger self? Good question. <laughs> Why are you pondering? No, that's a I'm good not one, isn't stumped it, because I just... What would you tell okay. a younger self? You've Get some advisors a- around you. Yeah. I, I made many mistakes when I was in my earlier years with property and things like that. Not... not um, not surrounding myself with a good team and whether that be fine, well, it is finance, financial planning, um, you know, a good accountant and things, people that you can trust and go to. I think I'd be in a, a different or if not better position than I am now if I had have had that. I thought working in the bank, I knew everything, but yeah, actually it wasn't until I left that I really expanded that knowledge, yeah. I guess. Um, That's great. No, it, I would it, echo that as well. Yeah, I think advice. I... I tell people that all the time. Start young. Start young. Surround yourself with a really good team of people you can trust and call upon and be prepared to pay a bit for it because it's 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 an investment. It's not actually a cost. It's an investment because I wish I had have spoken to property advisors in the past. Me too. I bought poorly. I bought houses that I thought they looked cool to me. I wanted to live It just all you just assume they'd go up. Yeah, and they didn't. And then I had to look at like the house next door, which looked crap to me went up substantially more than my property. Um, the world, really, the really, world really is different than it was now. For younger people now, it's so important. It's so important to start young. Yeah. Um, that's good. I guess I, that's your role. I love it. No worries. Well, thanks so much for your time today, Thank you today, for having Kate. me. I appreciate Absolute it. pleasure. And sorry I was late and sorry I was a bit puffed at the start. But <laughs> also, if, it's people always want fun. To, if people want to get in touch with you, Kate, so what's the best way to go about that? Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, and we'll post the put the email yeah. and um, details in the show notes. Or just... Well. Um, at the Australian Lending and Investment Centre. Yeah, so we'll there, put But there. LinkedIn we'll is probably the, the best way, I'd say. Beautiful. Norris, thanks so much again. Thank you, uh, Pete. I hope Thank everyone you, got something out Thank of you. it. We'll see you all next week. Next week. Bye. Cheers. Bye. Thanks for tuning into the Wealth Collective podcast. You can get in touch with us and send any questions to connect at picada.com.au or send us a message on Facebook or Twitter. If you have enjoyed this, 
then please subscribe and five star us on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast service. Until next time, live well and be prosperous.